Good morning, or perhaps I should say good evening from down here in Australia. It is ischus, an honor to be able to address the Convention of Neshei Ubenois Chabad this year. The Convention this year through Zoom and other technology is bringing together Neshei Ubenois Chabad from across the entire world, albeit in different time zones, but united together with one goal, one resolve, and one purpose, which the Rebbe has entrusted and charged us with, and that is to prepare ourselves and the world for the Gula HaMittis Vashlema. I was asked to give a shir in the Dvar Malchus Sichus of the Rebbe in connection with the Tut Alts program, which has swept the world. It's the most unbelievable program, which has thousands and thousands of Chassidim signed up from across the globe, Anash Kehillus, who have hosted learning evenings and events, coughing in the Sichas of the Rebbe, which the Rebbe personally gave out on Tesvav Iyar in Tavshinun Aleph 30 years ago. There are over 130 schools participating in the program, and there are many, many, many more people getting involved in Inyane Gu'ulam Moshiach, which the Rebbe told us is the Derech Hayeshara, the surest, quickest, and most certain way to make Geula real, not only for ourselves in our own lives, in our own minds, in our own souls, but the Geula Amitis Vashlema Kipshuto Imamish Lamato Masaret So we're going to give an overview in our time today of one of the Sikhs of the Dvar Malchus, which was, as we said before, given out by the Rebbe by hand to the Chsidim, showing how very important these Sikhs are. The Rebbe said in Parshas Tazriya Metzoyu Tavshin Nunalaf 30 years ago, and of course, Ben Shloshim Lekoyach, there's a certain strength 30 years later. The Rebbe said that the surest way to bring Moshiach is to learn about Moshiach in Torah, starting with Moshiach in Torah Shebech Sav, in the words of the Nevi'im, in Maimari Chazal, in the Gemara, and in the Medrash, all the way up until and including the Maimarim and the Lukutei Sichas of Nasi Doreinu. The Rebbe, of course, is referring to his own Lukutei Sichas. There is no other Rebbe which published works under that title, Lukutei Sichas. And this Sicha that we are going to learn is from Lukutei Sichas, Chelek Chavzayin, in Parshas Bukhokoisai. And it's a Sicha which is a revolution. It's a Chidush of the Rebbe in understanding how the Rambam relates to the various miracles which the prophets speak about in the era of Moshiach and explaining that there are in fact two tkufas, two phases in Yemois HaMashiach. And we are going to explore that sicha in an overview form. We're not going to have time to be able to learn the sicha inside, but hopefully by going through an overview of the sicha itself and looking at some of the sources which the Rebbe quotes in that sicha, that will give us a better understanding when we go and Be'ezer Hashem learn the sicha ourselves. So, we often associate the times of Mashiach with various miracles that are going to take place in the world. As young children, we grow up knowing that Madonim Matsuim Ka'afar, like the Rambam writes, that there is going to be an abundance of prosperity. There is going to be a state of absolute peace in the world that nations will not fight against one another and the like. And when we look at the various nevois of the prophets, and in fact, also in the Torah itself, we find that the Torah seems to speak about tremendously miraculous occurrences in the world which will take place with the advent of the Geula. So if we start off, for example, we have the Haftoida, which we read on Achrin Shopesach, the vivid Haftoida of Yishayahu Wanavi, which speaks about the coming of Mashiach, the Mashiach, who is that staff, will emerge from the stump of Yishai, from the descendants of David HaMelech. And the, the Navi tells us that at that time the wolf will lie together with the lamb in peace. 
and the leopard together with the goat will crouch together. And the calf and the lion will eat grass together. And a young child will be able to play with them. So here we have a description of something which is seemingly miraculous, that animals which have an instinct to attack, to devour, to cause harm, will be peaceful and docile and lie together with the domesticated animals. And indeed, on this pasuk, we have a similar pasuk in the Torah, in last week's parasha, parasha's book of Koisai, the Torah says, Bishpati that if the Jewish people will follow in the ways of Hashem, keeping the mitzvahs of the Torah, I will cause all evil animals, all attacking animals to cease to exist from the face of the earth. And on this, there's a medrash, the medrash Torah's Koyanim, which says, two opinions, what does this mean, that they will cease to exist from the face of the earth? Rabbi Yehuda, Oimer Rabbi Yehuda says, min that they will cease to be on the earth, they will be removed completely from the face of the earth. Whereas Rabbi Shimon says, that they will cease to have an aggressive nature, they will no longer cause harm, that there will be a shinui, a change in their nature. But either way we look at this, this pasuk is describing something miraculous, that either entire species of animals will cease to exist from the world or their entire nature, their makeup will change that instead of being aggressive and attacking animals, they will become peaceful and they will become doseful. When we look at another pasuk, the pasuk in Parshas B'chukhoisai, also from last week's period. the pasuk says that if we follow the mitzvahs of the Torah, Hashem will give rains in its time, and the earth will give forth its produce, and the trees of the field will give their fruit. What does it mean the trees of the fruit field will give their fruit? So the Medrash Torah's Kayanim tells us, that how do I know that even the Elane Sirach, that even the trees which do not give fruit, non-fruit bearing trees, are sitting in the Yosem Oysem Peres, that in the future, they are going to produce fruit. Talmud Loim in the Pasuk says, the Eitz Hasadeh Yiten Piriyoy. This is also a very miraculous thing that trees today, which do not produce fruit, in the times of Mashiach, they will produce fruit. And indeed, we find this echoed in the Gemara, the Gemara at the end of Masech. The Ksubais tells us that Rabbi Chia Bar Ashi said in the name of Rav, that Asidim that in the future, all of the non-fruit-bearing trees in Eretz Yisrael are going to give fruit, and not just give fruit, but they will be loaded with fruit, laden with fruit completely. And as we said before, quoting from the Medrash Teres Kohanim, that we see parallel in the Gemara, that in the future, these trees will give fruit. And this is alluded to in a Pasuk in the Torah and Parshat B'chukhoisai, the eight hasade yitin period. V'chaheinu, v'chaheinu, rabbis, if we look through the words of the Nevi'im, we see miraculous things which are completely heipach seider hateva, completely against the natural order of the world, the natural order of creation. But when we look at the Rambam, the Rambam who writes in Hilchus Melech HaMashiach at the end of his Chibur of the Mishnah Torah, the Rambam in those two chapters, Perak Yud Aleph and Perak Yud Beis of Hilchus Melachim, the Rambam tells us in the opening of the chapter, chapter 12, the Rambam says, Al yale al alev, do not think in your heart, that anything from the normal, ordinary conduct of the world is going to change. Or that there will be a chidush b'may separation. There's going to be some new dimension added to change the workings of creation. The world will continue to operate in its usual pattern, in its normal, natural order. What does the Rambam do with the various prophecies that we saw? So the Rambam says, The Navi Yeshaya who describes the Ga'ar Zevim Keves, that the, the, the lamb 
and the wolf will live together, the wolf will lie together with the lamb, and the leopard will be together with the goat in peace. This is not meant to be understood literally, but rather it is only a parable, it's an allegory. And Indian Hadavar, what is the Nimshal? What is the allegory teaching us about? That the Jewish people at that time, in the times of Mashiach, will live in peace and security and tranquility together amongst all of the wicked nations of the world who are likened to Zeevim and Nomer, likened to a wolf and likened to a leopard. And so too, says the Rambam, so too with all of the other matters, that we find concerning Mashiach in the writings of the prophets, they are merely parables. And when Mashiach comes, we will then understand what is the nimshal, what were the Nevi'im referring to with these various Mashalim, with these various parables, and what is alluded to them. So when one looks in the Rambam over here, the Rambam seems to say that everything that the prophet spoke about, all of the miracles that we mentioned in the Gemara, the complete change in the nature of the world, all of that will not take place literally when Mashiach comes. Rather, they only parables, and when Mashiach comes, we'll understand what they are alluding to. But Oilam Kamin Noyeg, the Rambam says, the world will continue to operate in its normal, natural mode of operation. If we go back to the previous Perek and Perek Yudalaf, the Rambam tells us about Melech HaMashiach himself. Does Mashiach need to do miracles to be proven that he is in fact Melech HaMashiach? Says the Rambam, no. Do not think that Melech HaMashiach needs to perform wonders and signs. And to make new things in the world, miracles. Or to revive the dead, etc., that is not so. And the Rambam brings a proof. The great sage Rabbi Akiva, one of the greatest Tamide Chachamim and Sadikim we have ever had. After the destruction of the second base Hamikdash by the Roman Empire, the Jewish people were downtrodden, they were crushed, and from amongst them arose Shimon ben Koiziba, who was a descendant of Malchus based David. And he himself rallied the Jewish people to keeping Torah and mitzvahs, and he led a rebellion against the Romans. However, ultimately, we see that he was unsuccessful. But nonetheless, the great sage Rabbi Akiva said about Ben Koiziva, that this is Mashiach. He is fighting the wars of Hashem. He is strengthening Jewish people, keeping Torah and mitzvahs, and ultimately the hope and aspiration that he would rebuild the Beis Hamikdash and drive the Romans out of Eretz Yisrael. And it appeared to Rabbi Akiva and to many of the sages of the generation, all of the sages of generation, that Ben Koiziba was Melech HaMashiach until he was killed for his sins. Ben Koiziba rebelled against Hashem, saying to Hashem that we do not need your assistance in war. And ultimately, due to that and other of his wrongdoings, he was killed in battle. They realized that this was not, in fact, Moshiach. But nonetheless, the sages did not ask Bar Kochba to do a miracle to prove that he is with Moshiach. The mere fact that he led the Jewish people in battle against the Romans, the mere fact that he was strengthening the Jewish people, keeping Torah mitzvahs, that he was a descendant of base David, that sufficed. Moshiach does not need to do miracles, just as in the times of Moshiach, 
there will not be miracles unfolding according to the Rambam, and the world will continue to operate in a completely normal, natural mode of operation. So many people are perplexed with this Rambam and don't take it lightly that the Rambam seems to be pushing away all of the prophecies of the sages and the Nevi'im who prophesized of great miracles that are going to take place in the times of Mashiach, things that are extraordinary, things which are beyond nature, things which are so out of the order, led by the Ravid himself, the Ravid in his Hasagos who writes in the work of the Rambam his own critiques of some of the teachings of the Rambam where he feels that the Rambam has erred. And here the Ravid says on this halacha in Perikud base of Hilchus Malachim, where the Rambam says that a person should not think that in the times of Mashiach there are going to be miraculous things happening in the world, and that merely the words of the prophets are mashalim, are only parables. Oimer Avram says the Ravid, that Pasuk we looked at from Parshas Bukhukhoisai, the Torah, it says that there will come a time when the wild animals will cease to exist from the earth, either that they will cease to be or that they will lose that wild nature. And if the Torah is telling us that this will take place, this is not just a parable like you could interpret the words of the Nevi'im. This is something which will happen, Kipshuta would happen literally. And therefore the Raiva challenges the Rambam and says that we have to understand and believe that in the times of Moshiach, all of these miraculous things will take place literally. They are not just parables and metaphors. So th this is the Ravid, and there are a number of different approaches in other Svarim who try to explain the words of the Rambam. And we'll just to share a couple of them because the Rebbe brings this in the Sikha. So we'll start off with the Radbaz, Rabbi Ben Zimra. So he makes the following distinction, that there's a distinction between Eretz Yisrael and all of the other nations of the world. That for example, when the Pasuk says, that they will not um, do evil and they will not be destructive in my holy mountain and the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. Says the Radbaz, that Pasuk is talking about Eretz Yisrael and therefore that is to be understood literally that that will take place in a miraculous way. And that is indeed what the Pasuk, which the Ravid was asking about, Bishvati Chaya Min Ha'aretz, what's Ha'aretz, the land that is referring to the land of Eretz Yisrael. But all other lands, that is what the Rambam is referring to. And then, the world will operate in its usual way. And in that sense, all of the words of the prophets will be merely parables. But in Eretz Yisrael, says the Radvaz, even the Rambam would agree that these things, these miracles, this change in nature are going to take place in a literal sense. The Rambam, going back to the Gemara in Ksubas that we spoke about, the Gemara says that in that in the future, the trees which are non-fruit bearing in Eretz Yisrael are going to give fruit. So the Rambam does not want to be at loggerheads with the Gemara, says the Radbaz, that he too is referring to Eretz Yisrael and that it's only in Eretz Yisrael that the trees are going to give fruit, even though naturally they are barren trees. Whereas the Ravid, in his critique, he understands that, no, these miraculous things are going to be everywhere, and therefore he would focus more on the Medrash of the Torah Skoyanim, which says that this will be a miracle throughout the entire world, not just in Eretz Yisrael. But the Rebbe negates this explanation of the Radvaz, that the Rambam would agree that in Eretz Yisrael there will be miraculous conduct, and it's only outside of Eretz Yisrael that things are going to be and the Rebbe explains, well, first of all, the Rambam does not make such a distinction. 
the Rambam in that halacha in the beginning of Perikud base, who says, Al Yala, do not think that there is going to be a Shinui in Hagashal Olam, there are going to be wondrous things happening in the world. The Rambam there does not say there's a difference between Eretz Yisrael or any other place. The Rambam seems to be saying that in all places, these are merely parables and they will not take place in a literal sense. And furthermore, the proof that we looked at of Bar Kochba, that Rabbi Akiva believed he was Moshiach without requiring any miracles. Well, if one of the features of Moshiach is that in Eretz Yisrael, there would be a change in the natural order, there would be a miraculous conduct introduced to the world, then why would they believe Ben Koziba if he is not doing miracles? And the fact that we see that even in Eretz Yisrael, where Bar Kochba was, he was not required to do miracles, is a sign that according to the Rambam, even in Eretz Yisrael, there will not be wonders, there will not be miracles in the times of Moshiach, and Olam Kimin Hagunoyeg, unlike the opinion of the Radvaz. There is another explanation which is brought in the Sefer Avoidus Hakoidish, which the Rebbe also addresses. And he says that what does it mean, Olam Kimin Hagunoyeg, the world will run in its natural order? What it means is that there is not going to be a change in the order of nature that never before existed within the Seder Habriya within creation. Rather, he explains that all of the wondrous things which the Nevi'im described is going to be the reverting back of things to the way they were at the time of the creation of the world. That when the world was created, the way the things were made, the trees, the animals, etc., they existed in a different way as they did today. So in the times of Adam Arishan, when the world was first created, the Ilane Srak, the barren, the free, non-fruit bearing trees, which today do not bear fruit, in the times of Adam Arishan, in the creation of the world, they did give fruit. And in the times of creation, the wild animals were not wild animals. They were also domesticated. They were also tame. And they had no aggressive nature to them. But through Chet Eitz Adas, when Adam and Chava ate from that fruit, that made a shinui, that made a change in the natural order of the world at that time. So that then the trees would no longer give their fruit, the barren trees, and the wild animals became wild and they lost their nature of being peaceful, docile animals. And that's perhaps a distinction that the Avodah Zakodesh wants to make, that when the Rambam says that there are not going to be a shinui in my separation, there's not going to be a change in creation, it's not saying that there aren't going to be what we would call miracles. No, there will literally be a change in the nature of the world that we know it, but it's not going to be a complete chidush to my separations, it's merely reverting back to the way things were at the beginning of creation. But again, the Rebbe challenges this explanation of the Avoidus HaKodesh, bringing three different questions on the Avoidus HaKodesh. First of all, when one looks in the Medrash Torah's Koyanim, that we looked at, on the Psukim which describe the various brachas which will happen if the Jewish people follow in the ways of Hashem, and it talks about the eight Sadeh Yitin period that the trees of the field are going to give their fruit. There are a number of things there that the Medrash says will be like it was before at the beginning of creation in the times of Adam Arishan. That the fact that the fruits will develop within one day, that will take place just as it did in the times of Adam Arishan. But like the question of the Raivet when it says that in the future, the trees which are Ilani Srak, trees which are not fruit bearing, will give fruit. That the Medrash does not say as it was in the times of Adam Arishan, implying that this is going to be something completely novel, completely new, something which did not exist even at the beginning of creation. Furthermore, we have the opinion in the Medrash, the Rabbi Pinchas, and Rabbi Pinchas tells us that at the beginning of creation, there were meant to be 
barren trees. There were meant to be Ilan Esrak trees which would not give fruit, and the earth changed and gave forth fruit in such trees. And therefore, if we're going to revert back to the way things were at the beginning of creation, according to the Abishtas Kamalah, then there wouldn't be a change. The trees which today are barren would go back and remain as they were at the very beginning of creation to be barren. And finally, if we look in the Rambam himself, the Rambam does not just say that there will not be a shinui maise bereshis. He says that there will not be a bitol davar mimin shel oilam, that nothing in the way the world operates now will change, that it's irrelevant what happened at the beginning of creation. Right now, barren trees do not give fruit. Right now, wild animals have an aggressive and attacking nature. That will not change. That will remain. And therefore, the distinction of the Avodah Sakodesh falls away that we cannot say that we'll merely revert back to the way it was in the beginning of creation, but there will be fundamental changes in the nature of the world as we know it. Says the Rebbe, that is not so. If we learn the Rambam, the Rambam very clearly seems to be saying that as the world operates today, that is how it is going to operate in Yemois HaMashiach. So we're left with our question of understanding the Rambam and the question of the Raivet on the Rambam. How does the Rambam deal with all of the words of the prophets? The Rambam said that they're merely parables, they're merely um, uh, allegorical. But we have to understand this a little bit better, especially as this seems to go against some clear teachings that the Rambam himself brings. So we'll start off looking at the Gemara in Brachas, Taf Lama Dalet. This is in fact the source of the Rambam's teaching that Oilam Kimin Hagoi Noihek. So the Gemara brings two opinions. First is the opinion of Rabbi Chia Bar Abba Amar Rabbi Yochanan. He said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Kol Hanavim Kulam Lo Nistam Nabu Ela Limoi Samashiach. Avalo Oilam Haba Ayin Lo Yirasa Ela Kim Zosecha. There are two eras, two periods. There's the period known as Oilam Haba, which is going to be at a later period after Yomoi Samashiach has concluded. And the Rambam writes about that in Hilchos Chuba. That according to the Rambam, that is an experience of neshamas, that the neshamas will no longer be in bodies. But that's a separate period to Yemois HaMashiach that will follow after Yemois HaMashiach. So says Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, that all of the Nevi'im, all of the prophecies which they gave about Mashiach, which includes things like Tchiyas HaMesim, which includes that the wolf will lie with the lamb, that there will no longer be any wars between nation unto nation, that the Jewish people will return to Eretz Yisrael, etc., etc., their nevois only spoke about Yemoisa Mashiach, what will take place in the era of Mashiach, which means all of those miracles that they spoke about will take place in Yemoisa Mashiach. But Oilam Haba is such a special, such a lofty experience that I in Lairasa, as David Amalek says in Tehillim, that no eye has perceived it other than Hashem himself. Whereas the Nevi'im had a glimpse into what will be in Yemoisa Mashiach, they had no perspective on what will take place in Oilam Haba. So that's the view of Rabbi Chibar Abba that the Nevi'im in their prophecies of all of the miracles and Tchiyas HaMesim, etc., etc., all are referring to the period of Yemois HaMashiach. Says the Gemara Uplika Deshmul, that this opinion of Rabbi Chia Bar Abba disagrees with the opinion of the sage Shmuel. The Amr Shmuel Shmuel says, Ein ben oilam that there is no difference between this world, the reality as we know it today, and Yemois HaMashiach, except we will no longer be subservient to the nations of the world. As it says, that they will not cease to be poor people from the midst of the land, which means that just as there are poor people now, so too there will be poor people in the times of Mashiach. This is the view of Shmuel, that the world will operate in its normal, natural order. And the only thing that will change is that we will not be subservient to the 
nations of the world. So it seems that if you say that the Nevi'im prophesied about Yemoyim Mashiach with all of their miracles, that would be at loggerheads with the opinion of Shmuel that nothing is going to change in Yemoyim Mashiach. Yet, when we look at the Rambam in Hilchus Chuba, the Rambam says, Amru Chachamim, Kol Nevi'im Kulam Lo Nivu El Yemoyim Mashiach, that all of the prophets prophesied about what will be in Yemaisa Mashiach, but they did not prophesy about Oilam Haban. This is the view of Rabbi Chiyabar Abba. So the Rambam here is saying, like Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, that everything which the Nevi'im said with all of the wonders and signs and the miracles, etc., will take place in Yemaisa Mashiach. Yet the Rambam in Hilchus Melach Mashiach rules like Shmuel and said that Oilam Kemin Noyeg that the world will operate in its natural order. And the only thing which will change is Shibud Malchus Bovad, that we will not be subservient to nation of the world. And yet the Gemara says these two opinions are incompatible one to the other. So it seems that the Rambam is self-contradictory between the Halachas of Tshuva, where he rules like Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, and the Halachas of Melech HaMashiach, where he is ruling like the opinion of Shmuel. Another challenge, the Gemara in the Sefta Shabbos, when it discusses those various things that a person is allowed to wear or not allowed to wear or carry outside in the Rosh Rabbim on Shabbos. So the Mishnah tells us, that on Shabbos, a man is not allowed to go out into the Rosh Rabbim wearing or carrying weapons of war, not a sword, not a bow, not a shield, not a club, not a spear. The Yatza says the first opinion in the Mishnah, if he did do so, Chayev Chatas, he is considered to have broken Shabbos on the biblical level, and he would be liable to bring a carbon Chatas. Rebbe Liezer, Rebbe Liezer says, no, it's not considered carrying. Just as we are allowed to wear clothing on Shabbos, and that is not considered carrying, just as a person is allowed to wear adornments, and that is not considered carrying, so too when a person wears or carries these articles of war, they are tachshitin, their jewelry, their adornments, and therefore one is not violating Shabbos. But the Chachamim said to Rebbe Yezer, you cannot call weapons of war decorations. You cannot call them jewelry. You cannot call them adornments. They are disgusting things. And how do I know that? Shenema is the Pasuk, Yishayo Anabi tells us, that they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning tools. In the times of Mashiach, nation will not raise sword against another nation, and they will not learn war anymore. And therefore, says the Chachamim, that the fact that these weapons of war will cease to exist from the world. They will no longer be necessary because war is an abominable thing and it will cease to exist. Therefore, they cannot be described in adornment. And therefore, if you wear them out on Shabbos, that is considered haitzah, that is considered carrying, and it would be a biblical violation of Shabbos. Says the Gemara on this, they said to Rebbe Yezer, According to your opinion, if they are adornments, if they are jewelry, then why will they cease to be in the times of Mashiach? Let us wear them then as an adornment. Let us wear them there as jewelry. Amlahen, he said, is because they won't be necessary anymore. That nation will not raise sword against another nation. So this view of Rebbe Liezer, the Gemara says, that this view of Rebbe Liezer, I apologize, of, of, the, of, the, of the Chachamim, 
argues with that of Shmuel. The Amr Shmuel, Shmuel says, that there is no change in the world and there is no difference between now and Yomoy Samashiach other than that we'll no longer be subservient to the nations of the world. That the poor will not cease to exist from amidst the land. When it comes to Rabbi Yezer's opinion, it's, there's a machloikas, there's an argument whether in fact he argues with Shmuel or not, but it's very clear according to the Chachamim who say that in the future there will no longer be war from nation to nation. That is a shinui in Maisa breaches. That is no longer That's not just the world operating as per usual. That is a fundamental change in the nature of the world. And therefore the Chachamim clearly are in disagreement with Shmuel. So if we look at the Rambam, again, the Rambam seems contradictory because in Halacha, in the Halachas of Shabbos, the Rambam rules in Perikyut Tes that all claim Melchama, all weapons of war, you are not allowed to go out with them on Shabbos. The Miyatza, and if you did go out with them on Shabbos, then if they are things which are worn as actual garments like a helmet or chainmail and the like, then one will be potter. But things which are not worn in a way of clothing, such as, like the Mishnah list, a spear, a sword, a bow, etc., one has broken Shabbos on the biblical level. The Rambam is clearly ruling like the opinion of the Chachamim, and that is based on the fact that in the future, in the times of Mashiach, there will no longer be any war, and these things will be removed from the earth, and therefore they are Ganai, they are a disgusting thing, and they cannot even now be described as adornments. So that would seem that the Rambam is telling us that in the times of Moshiach, there will be a shinui, there's going to be change in my separations. It will not be because there will no longer be war at that time, in which case that contradicts the Rambam in Hilchus Malachim, in Perikud Base, which says that nothing will change in the nature of the world, and that the only change will be Shibud Malpius, that we will not be subservient to the nations of the world. So here we have a couple of contradictions in the writings of the Rambam himself, and therefore, we need to look a little bit deeper to understand what exactly is the Rambam's opinion. In order to preface that, we know that the Rambam in his Pirisha Mishnais, in his commentary on the Mishnah, the Rambam brings what we call the Yud Gimel Ikrim, the 13 principles of faith. And these 13 principles of faith, with faith, which are the basic tenets of the Jewish belief system, Two of them are connected to Moshiach. One of them is, of course, Animamim ben Mudashalema, like we say, that we believe with absolute perfect faith, faith in the coming of Moshiach. And even if he's going to delay, we will wait for him. Behold, Yoim She Yavoy. This is next and last of the Yud Gimel Ikrim is to believe in Tchias Amesin, to believe in the resurrection of the dead. Now, the resurrection of the dead is a Shinui in my separation, that this is an absolute change and perhaps the greatest change to the natural order of the world. So the Rambam himself in Pirusha Mishnais writes not only that it will happen, but that it is one of the Ikrim, one of the most fundamental beliefs of faith for every Jewish person to believe that there will be Tchiyas HaMesim. How is that compatible with the Rambam over here who says that there will not be the world will operate in a completely natural order? And especially if we look at the Rambam's own perspective, the Rambam's own shita, where the Rambam's view is that Tchiyas HaMesim is part of the era of Yemoy Samashiach. It's not something in Olam Haba, because the Rambam's view 
unlike Hasidus, is is only for neshama, it's not for bodies, and therefore, according to Ramam, Tchiyas Amesim is part of the era of Moshiach. And yet, so that's a miraculous thing. How is that compatible with his view? And here the Rebbe comes with his Chiddush. And the Rebbe's Chiddush is that within Yemois HaMashiach itself, there are two Tkufais. There are two different phases, two different periods within the era of Yemois HaMashiach itself. And the Rambam, in his laws of Mishnah Torah, is talking about the first Kufa. And in that period, as the Rambam writes, the world will operate in a natural order without being Shinuim, without being changes in Maisa Vareshis. And then in addition, that is all connected to Mashiach's coming. Mashiach's coming will bring about a natural order where we are free from Shibud Gali, Shibud Mafis. But then, in a later tkuf, in a later phase within Yemosa Mashiach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring about changes in the natural order of the world, and that is when all of the miracles are going to take place. To understand this a little bit better, the Rambam in Hilchus Melech HaMashiach has two chapters, Perik Yud Aleph and Perik Yud Beis of Hilchus Melech. In Perik Yud Aleph, the Rambam speaks about the persona, the personality of Mashiach, what are his criteria? What's his job description? Who is he? What will he be, be about? And it talks about his coming, Biyasai, that he is going to bring the Jewish people back there to Israel. He's going to rebuild the base Amikdash. He's going to fight the wars of Hashem, etc., etc. Perik Yud Base, however, does not talk about Moshiach and his coming. It talks about the changes that are going to happen in the world, or not the changes, but the maps of what is going to be in the world in the times of Yemois HaMashiach. But, says the Rebbe, in Perik Yud Beis, the Rambam is talking about the, what is going to be in the world in Yemois HaMashiach that is connected and flows on from B.S. HaMashiach, from Mashiach himself coming. The Perik Yud Beis is a continuation of Perik Yud Aleph. Perik Yud Aleph tells us about Mashiach and about his coming. And Perik Yud Beis tells us about the things which will happen in the world as a result of Mashiach's coming. And there the Rambam writes that this will all be natural, there will not be a Shinoi, and all of the words of the prophets are merely parables. However, in the later Tukufa, which the Rambam does not address in his Chibur in the Mishnah Torah, that is when all the miracles and all the wonders are going to take place. So with this, the Rebbe explains why the Rambam does not bring in Perik Yud base any proof for why there won't be miracles in the times of Mashiach. He just says that there won't be, and it's going to be purely their, their metaphors. Because the Rambam is relying on what he wrote in the previous chapter, Perik Yud Aleph, explaining the proof from the Gemara that Rabbi Akiva was prepared to believe in Bar Kokhba that he was Mashiach without requiring any miracles to be done because Mashiach does not need to do miracles. Why does Mashiach not to, need to do miracles? Because Mashiach's coming, according to the Rambam, is not going to bring any miracles to the world. The world is going to continue to operate in a perfectly natural way. And therefore, the two are connected since there will not be changes in the world as a result of Mashiach's coming in a miraculous way. So too, Mashiach himself does not need to perform miracles. But this is, again, opposed and challenged by the Ravid in his commentary. And the Ravid tells us in Hilchas Malachim, when the Rambam says, do not think Mashiach will have to do miracles, and he brings the story of Bar Kokhba, says the Ravid, Oymer Avram, Baloi ben Koiziva Haya, that Bar Kokhba said, I am Mashiach. When the Chachamim heard the Bar Kokhba saying that he is Mashiach, they sent messengers to go and check him out, to scout him out, see is this true or not? And how were they going to test him? Whether he could judge with his sense of smell or not. 
Because one of the things which the Navi speaks about, that he will be fragrant with the fear of Hashem and Chazal and the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us that means that Moshiach will not judge by his eyes or by his ears. He will be able to sniff it out. He'll be able to judge with his sense of smell, which of course is a miraculous thing. They will just be able to sniff out and be able to rule on that. The Kivan delay Avid Hachi Katlu, and since Bar Kokhba was not able to do that, the Jewish people, the Chachamim, had him executed. So, according to the Raivet, when they came to test Bar Kokhba, they were looking, do a miracle for us, do something which is out of the ordinary, out of the natural order of the world. So, according to the Raivet, Moshiach must perform miracles. Why is that? Because we saw from his other commentary, Moshiach will bring changes to the natural order of the world, that there will be miracles, that the trees which are barren will give forth fruit. Whereas according to the Rambam, Moshiach will not bring miraculous changes to the world, and therefore they did not need Bar Kokhba to perform miracles in order to believe that he was Melech HaMashiach. And this is the argument between the Rambam and the Ravid, that the Ravid believes that even at the outset of Moshiach's coming, there will be miraculous changes in the world, Whereas according to the Rambam, at least at the outset of Moshiach's coming, there will not be miraculous changes in the world. And therefore, Moshiach himself does not need to perform miracles because Olam Kamin With this, the Rebbe says we can understand the Rambam's approach to the various psukim and Maimari Chazal with regards to what seems to be miraculous things in Moshiach's time. Says the Rebbe, all of those things which will happen in the times of Moshiach that the prophets speak about in connection to Moshiach's coming, in connection to the persona of Moshiach coming, that he will usher in this stage in the world. On this, the Rambam says that these will not be miraculous things. And therefore, all of the words of the prophets must be parables, must be metaphors. So, for example, if we look at the prophecy of Yeshayahu, the wolf will lie together with the lamb in peace. That comes in extension of the Yishai, that a staff will go forth from the stump of Yishai, Moshiach will come to the world. So this is talking about something which will happen with and through Moshiach's coming. If so, according to the Rambam's view, that will take place in the first Kufa. It is not something miraculous and therefore must be a metaphor because in that first period, Moshiach himself, his own coming, will not bring miracles into the world. And since this is something connected to Moshiach's coming, that is why it is a natural thing and must be therefore interpreted as a metaphor. Whereas all of the other miracles, like the Ravid's question from Parashas the Kukhoi that there will no longer be wild animals on the face of the earth, that is a miraculous thing because that is not connected to Moshiach's coming. And therefore, that is something which will take place in the second kuf, in the second phase of Yomoisa Mashiach. And similarly, when the Gemara and the Pasuk and the Medrash tells us that the Ilan Israq, that the barren trees in Eretz Yisrael, the non-fruit-bearing trees, and in fact the entire world that will give off fruit, that too is a miraculous thing. That's a Shinui Maisa Breshis, but that is not mentioned in connection to Mashiach's coming. And therefore, it's not in the first Kufa, which are those things which are connected to Mashiach's coming, and therefore would be completely natural. These are miracles which will happen in the second Kufa. And so too with Tchiyas HaMesim, which the Rambam himself writes about, as being one of the Yud Gimel Ikrim, that is not something Moshiach himself will do. The Rambam said, don't say the Moshiach has to be Mechayim Esim. That is something which the Ebeshter himself will do separate to the coming of Moshiach. It's not coming through Moshiach, but rather, therefore, in the second Kufa, and therefore will be literal and will be miraculous. And similarly, the Chitzu Chavoy Sam, the Itim, they will beat the swords into plowshares. 
that too will take place in the second Tukufa because that is not said in connection to Moshiach's arrival. And therefore, we do not say that that is merely a parable that Olam Kibin Hagai Noyeg, rather that too will take place in the second Tukufa, that they will beat the swords into plowshares, that there will no longer be any war between nation unto nation. And with this, we can reconcile the Rambam's ruling. The Rambam says that one is not allowed to carry weapons of war on Shabbos because in the future, they're going to cease to exist. And even though that seems to go against the ruling of Shmuel, Olam Kibin Hagai Noyeg, nonetheless, that is referring to the second Tukufa of Moshiach, and therefore, it does not contradict Rambam's rulings in Hilchus Malachim, where the Rambam talks about Moshiach's coming and what will be in the world in the times of Moshiach through his coming. The Rambam does not refer to these miracles, but he believes they will take place as evidenced by his ruling in the Halachas of Shabbos. In which case, there is no longer any contradictions in the Rambam. The Rambam can believe in Tchis Hamesim, and according to the Rambam, there will be a beating of swords into flashes. And the fruit trees in Eretz the barren trees will give off their fruit and there will no longer be wild animals going across the surface of the land. And yet the Rambam can still say that because the Rambam there in Hilfus Malachim is referring to those things which are connected to Moshiach's coming himself. And Moshiach does not need to do miracles because Moshiach will not introduce miracles to the world. But then at a later time within Yemaisa Mashiach, there is going to be a switch to a new phase where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring miracles into the world, miracles of this nature, but the Rambam is not addressing them in this Chibur, in his work of Mishnah Torah. But says the Rebbe, after this distinction, which answers up all of our question, we still have something to deal with. And what is that? That if it is true that there is going to be a change within Yemaisa Mashiach from one phase to the next, what is the catalyst for that change? What is going to give rise to this change in Yemoisa Mashiach itself? And if when Mashiach comes, the world will operate in a normal, natural way, where is the Koyach to cause that that will change? And that all of a sudden we will see all these miracles such as Tchiyas Amesim and the trees bearing their fruit in abundance, etc. And the removal of wild animals from the face of the earth. So to understand this, the Rebbe points us to a letter of the Rambam. A letter of the Rambam, which is fascinating, and it's Igeres Tchies Hamesim, a letter which addresses Tchies Hamesim. And in chapter six of this letter, the Rebbe addresses the mistake that some people may have made when they learn his Chibur, when they learn the Mishnah Torah, the laws of Melech HaMashiach and Perak Biralaf and Yudbeis. And the Rambam says, There are many people, they had doubts, they had questions about our words at the end of the Mishnah Torah. There is another version of this letter, not Ukvar Safku, that they had doubts, Ukvar Pasku, that there are people who went out based on the, what I wrote in Mishnah Torah, and they gave rulings that when Moshiach comes, that there is not going to be Tchiyasamesim, there are not going to be miracles, etc., etc. When I wrote that don't think the Moshiach is going to, needs to make miracles and wonders or make new things in the world or to revive the dead, etc. And they thought based on their by not learning with the proper analysis that this is denying and if so, that would contradict that which I have written in the Pirish HaMishnayis. Says the Rambam that this is a mistake. This is a mistaken understanding. And furthermore, the Rambam writes in the same chapter, the Rambam writes, and also they also had a question about that which I wrote, that the wolf lying together with the lamb 
is only a mushal, is only a parable, will not take place. The Zet. He says, Veda, you should know, says the Rambam. She'elu ha'yehudim, all of these promises of the prophets, be it the wolf lying with the lamb, or the tchiyas ha'mesim, u'chayyotzebehem. That that which we described as a mashal, ain't varenu zegzeira. What I wrote in the Mishnah Torah, that is not exera, it's not immutable. It's not an absolute truth that it must be that way. Shariloi ba'asun ba'ashem nevuah. I didn't get a nevuah from Hashem to tell me that the words of the Navi are only a mashal. And I didn't find any tradition from the sages or from the prophets who explained that these words are just mashalim. But the Rambam chose to write it in his work that they are mashalim, but not that that is absolute, that that will take place. And therefore the Rambam is leaving the door open that in fact there will be tchias hamesim, or there could be tchias hamesim, and that there will be miracles and perhaps this wolf lying with the lamb could be realized in a real legitimate sense. In which case, says the Rambam, it's not contradictory to that which I've written elsewhere. It's not something which is absolutely necessary to take place. So, if we look further, we have a Gemara. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Rebbe points us to on Tach Tzadik Ches, the Gemara tells us a series of contradictions in the Psukim that describe the coming and the era of Mashiach. Rabbi Alexandri, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, so Rabbi Alexandri said in the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, and he contradicted two Psukim, two Psukim which seem to contradict each other. One Pasuk says, that he will come like a human being coming on the clouds of the heaven that seems to be miraculous, that Moshiach will travel on the clouds of the sky from Daniel. But in Zechariah, it says, that he is like a poor person riding on a donkey. So is, he, is Moshiach a poor person riding on a donkey, which is a very natural thing? Or is he flying through the clouds, which is obviously very miraculous? Says the Gemara that it depends. Zachu, if the Jewish people are meritorious and we deserve the Geula, then it will be Imanan Ishmael. Then everything will happen in a miraculous way and Moshiach will come on the clouds of the heavens. But if the Jewish people are not deserving of Moshiach, then it will be in a natural way, Ani riding on a donkey. And with this, the Gemara answers another series of contradictions that it depends if we're meritorious, then Moshiach will come with miracles and there will be miracles in the world. And if we're not meritorious, there will not be miracles in the world. And says the Rebbe, with this, we can also reconcile the words of the Chachamim and the Rishonim with regards to the building of the Beis Hamikdash. We know that according to some opinions, the third Beis Hamikdash is going to come down from Shemayim. The Ebeshter himself will build the third Beis Hamikdash. But the Rambam himself in Hilchas Melech HaMashiach writes that Moshiach Yivne Hamikdash Bim Koyma will build the Beis Hamikdash or lead the building of the Beis Hamikdash in a very natural, earthly way, which would be compatible with what the Rambam writes, that Moshiach will come in a natural way. And the same would be true. That if we are Zoyche, then the Beis Amitish will come in a miraculous way. It will be Yoyed Mina Shamayim, will come down from heaven. But if we are not Zoyche, then we will build the Beis Amitish in an earthly, natural way. <coughs> so we have two possibilities. We see from the Gemara, Moshiach can come in a perfectly natural way, which will be fitting with that which the Rambam writes, the world will operate in a natural way. Moshiach does not need to do miracles, will not bring miracles to the world. But then we have also Zakhul that if we are meritorious, then there will be miracles. And that is why the Rambam writes in the Geras Trias Amesim that what I wrote is not a Gezeira, it's not immutable. And it could be that all of these prophecies will take place in a literal sense, that it could be mirac- miraculous. But that depends on whether we are Zoycha or not. And with this, we need to understand what is the objective of the Rambam's Mishnah Torah. 
The Mishnah Torah is a book of halachas, halachas. It's a work of mitzvahs of the Torah. Halachas come milamayla, they come from above and they are not dependent on our actions down below. We must do them because that is how it must be. And therefore, in a book of halachas, halachas, where the Rambam is writing that which must be, the Rambam cannot predicate it on being zachu, whether we are meritorious. It's got to be on the baseline of what at the bare minimum is going to take place when Moshiach comes. And therefore, even in Zahu, and therefore the Rambam writes that Moshiach will come in a very natural way. Moshiach himself will not need to do miracles. And Oilam Kamin the world will operate in a natural order. And the only thing which is going to change is Shibud Malchius Bilvad. And therefore, when the Rambam is writing about Halacha about what is vada, what at the very least is going to happen. The Rambam writes, and Moshiach himself will build the Beis Hamikdash, and the, that which the prophets write about about the miracles of Moshiach's coming, they are merely parables; they are merely metaphors. But if we are zoicha, if we are meritorious, like the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, then all of that doesn't have to be. It could happen in an open and a miraculous way. As to what is going to be the catalyst, what is going to cause this shift that the Rambam writes, according to the Rebbe's understanding, that in the first Kufa, there is not going to be miracles, it's going to be and only later at a second time, then we are going to experience the miracles. We know that the miracles are preconditioned on being Zoicha, being Zachu. And if the first phase of Moshiach is going to be in a natural order, it's because of Eloi Zachu. How is that situation going to change? So the Rebbe explains as follows. The Rambam in Hilchos Melech HaMashiach writes, then in the times of Moshiach, when we are free from Shibud Galius and Shibud Malchus, we don't have to serve the nations of the world, and all of our needs are going to be provided, there are not going to be any bilbulim, there's not going to be any distractions, and we are going to be pnuyim so we are going to be free to involve ourselves in the study of the Torah, and like the me- metaphor that the Ramah brings, we'll no longer have to worry about the nations of the world provoking us and attacking us, and we will be free to be oisik in Torah, and not only us, but like the Rambam writes, will be the occupation of the entire world, to seek the knowledge and awareness of Hashem, and of course, when we learn Torah on that level, in Yemois HaMashiach, then, even if at the outset we were not Zoycha, and therefore Mashiach's coming was in a very natural way, but through that we will become Zoycha, and that will be the catalyst for the shinui, for the change from one kufa to the next, that the initial phase, which may have been natural because we we're not worthy, but through occupying ourselves in the study of Torah, free from any distractions, and knowing the Dvarim Astumim, those hidden matters about the Ebishter, about Torah, about the Lukus, then we'll be Zoycha, and that's when we'll have the realization of all of the miracles that the trees will give their fruit. There will no longer be wild, aggressive nature within the animals of the world. And ultimately, we will have all of the miracles which Nevi'im spoke about, including Tchiyas HaMesim. It's our bracha that in the schus of so many thousands of Yidin across the world, learning in Yana Ula Moshiach, as the Rebbe said, and that this is the Derech HaYishara, the surest, quickest way to bring Moshiach's coming. Surely, through all of this, we will be Zoycha. And therefore, as the Rambam said, what I've written in my Chibur is not Hechrechi, it's not something absolute, it's not a Gezeira. And therefore, it could be, and Bezra Hashem, it will be, that we'll go straight into that second Tkufa, that Moshiach will come in the most miraculous of ways and bring about all of those miracles. And it should happen, take of Umiyad Mamash.